my name is Eddie C, and welcome to my positive podcast. I'll bring you positive stories of people from all walks of life, because everyone has a story to tell. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to MPP, my positive podcast. I'm your host, Eddie C. I hope you all had a fine week. I did as well. I want to thank you all for subscribing, those who do subscribe, but please, we can always use some more subscriptions, some more people following the show. So please touch base with me via my Facebook page, My Positive Podcast, or you can come on uh, our website, mypositivepodcast.com. If you got ideas you want to talk about with me, feel free to send me a text uh, also via uh, my Facebook page or my website uh, from my positive podcast, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. It would be lovely to uh, expand on the show. Of course, we've been busy now for a few months, and the, the audience is growing, but I wanted to take it a step further as time goes. And we're also, in order to be able to keep the show going, we're going to eventually create a, like a donation button. It's not, it's not, you don't have to, but every little bit will help us to try to keep the show going as long as possible. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I've got three wonderful guests once again on the show. First of all, a, a young lady who is busy with uh, working for the police, doing some special secretive work, which she'll tell you more about later in a certain detail. I have another buddy of mine. We grew up together as neighbors, actually, and he's been a journalist and photographer for many years for the news in the Midwest area. And then I have my third guest, she does a lot of organizing and managing things for artists, but also creating special events. And she's busy now with a special cocktail drink, which will be coming out soon. So if you're curious about their stories, tune in and stay positive. My name is Eddie C. And you're listening to my positive podcast. Well, ladies and gentlemen, my first guest on this week's show about Worthwhile is uh, a very sweet young lady. I met her actually via Facebook, like I meet a lot of my friends, in fact, that are, come on the show. She's uh, working in administration uh, for a, a company, and she'll tell you more about that herself in, the, in a minute. She's also loves a lot of things like cooking. She likes good food. She likes the simple things in life, as she says. She has this fantastic dog named Rocky that she makes certain posts about sometimes on her Facebook page. And she'll tell more about that as well. Please welcome my first guest, Miss Sabine von Kampenhout. Hi, Sabine. How are you? Hi, Eddie. Fine to, to hear you. I'm fine. Thank you. Great, great. I really appreciate you coming on the show so that you can share a little bit of your story about yourself. And uh, I'm so curious because can you tell our audience a little bit about your work? Yes, uh, I'm uh, working at a, at a police uh, office, but uh, I'm uh, on administration. Um, and uh, next month I work at the same place uh, for 30 years. Wow. It's my, uh, yes, yes, yes. It's my first and uh, maybe, I hope, my last work. <laughs> so that's been your whole main career. We're actually been doing administration for the police. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, that's 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 fantastic. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell us just a, a tiny bit about it? Not anything personal, but the general thing, because it's administration, so you're, uh, is that something with casework or is that something? Yes, yes, something like that. Okay, yeah. wow. Many cases uh, put in the uh, computer, uh, uh, yes. Well, I know because of security reasons and so forth with your job, we won't go into too much detail about that. But I do know you have this actually very, I guess you could say, sort of Lassie, Rin Tin Tin kind of story because you have a dog named Rocky. Yeah. And the people that have been following you on Facebook has sort of like followed this whole story because I think during the corona, you were telling me that you had the chance to keep him because the owner wasn't capable of, wasn't able to, to maintain keeping him. And so you were asked if you could keep them for a while. And there's this fantastic friendship that's grown between you two. Can you tell us some more about that? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, my best friend now. Yes, it's a, it's amazing. Um, he's a, a, a cute dog. Um, he's uh, almost uh, three years old now, and it's, it's such a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of a uh, man's best friend, ladies' best friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh wow. He's a German Shepherd, right? Uh, no, no, no. It's a, a, oh. a, not a German. It's a, a, a Netherlands uh, Mechelsherder, Malinois. He's sort of part of the Shepherd family. Family of the Shepherds. Yes, yes. Yeah. He's a very photogenic dog. I've seen yeah. a lot of photos of him. <laughs> Yeah. On Facebook that you post of him. Yeah. You, does, does he have his own Instagram account yet? <laughs> no, no, but it's just a great idea. <laughs> maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe I can uh, think about it, yes. <laughs> and we had a guest on recently and she had, a. I don't think it was an Instagram account, but she had a special account also for her dog as well. So she posts a lot of photos oh, uh, from nice. there. I think from, from our show from last week. So if you get a chance, you should check yeah. that show out. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about some of the hobbies that you do, because I know I see you posting all kind of uh, nice, good looking dishes on Facebook with your, with your, you know, with your phone that you, you take a lot of pictures mm-hmm. with your telephone. And so I, I always see it on the logo, <laughs> but yeah. you, but you, you post a lot of things. I know food is something that you really like a lot. That's the special little small things. Can you tell us what are some of your favorite dishes that you have? Oh, um, mostly uh, it's the uh, healthy, healthy foods. I I love love it well, but I I, I love uh, many things um, like uh, spaghetti or <laughs> or sometimes uh, I, I I like to try something special. I I think uh, so. I uh, what I I got. Uh, and then I, I, I think and imagine, okay, that, that, that. Yes, I, I like to try something uh, to cook. Most of the time you're cooking yourself, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But I, I saw different recipes and you do a lot with vegetables, I noticed as well. Yes, yes. Are there any particular favorite dishes that you have that you say, from, that's mine? You know, that's yeah. I I love uh, I love uh, very much uh, walk walk. Uh, the cooking all a walk. Kind yeah. of uh, cooking the walk. This uh, with vegetables, noodles, uh, chicken. That's uh, and and many spaces. Yes, that's my uh, kind of food. <laughs> okay, that's my territory. Cooking in a walk. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yep, yeah, yeah. If I don't, if I can't walk it, I won't want it. <laughs> This is what I'll say. <laughs> but uh, I have also um, it names a uh, thermomix, and it's a great uh, a great uh, machine. <laughs> um, a friend of mine uh, he uh, told me you must buy that. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's it's, it's uh, ideal uh, uh, cooking for the single uh, man or yes 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 yes. For single yes, people, and it's it's, it's okay. so uh, yeah. I'm oh. cooking very much uh, with that. Yeah. All right. And anything, and also in particular that you like to cook with that? Is there a, a special recipe? Um. Oh, you can you can also uh, many things. Um. Uh, some like the desserts. Um. Uh. uh like. Uh, coffee, uh, special coffees. Uh, yes, it's it's uh, a whole. Uh, you, you do you do you have a particular favorite that for yourself that you like? Um, oh, um, my favorite. Oh, oh, I try so many that that I. <laughs> That I not can imagine something uh, that's my favorite. Um, I, I like a lot of things. It, it's it's very uh, difficult to choose one. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I yeah, love yeah. Eating, so. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. A good meal, a good meal. You know, being able to appreciate a good meal tells a lot also about a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. That's that's important because that's that's you know what you feed yourself is also how you live your life. So mm-hmm. you 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 I've seen your recipes and a lot of things are very colorful. So you must lead a very colorful lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So that's that's very good as well. Yeah. You know. 
Mm-hmm. So you're also, I know, into music, uh, not as a musician, no. but I know you like you like a lot of different kinds of music. Yeah. Is there any particular style of music that you say? This is mine, uh, my favorite. Do you have a favorite style, or is it like your cooking? Is that all <laughs> also very? Yes, I, I I like uh, to hear many things, but uh, I I like uh, most uh, of all of, uh, the uh, music from the uh, the eighties, or, or uh, um, I I like folk, uh, something uh, like uh, jazz or. Uh, Songs with meaningful uh... lyrics must mean something. Yeah. Okay. You have written on your wall, never stop dreaming. Is there something behind that particular statement? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it came from far. Um, I believe you never stop dreaming because uh, all you dreaming of can be true. And I'm happy with me now. So, uh, I, I have many things, dreams. Uh, I have many dreams, uh, like uh, I, I dreamed of uh, my car. I, I have a, a, a little Fiat, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and no, I, I dreamed of it. And yeah, I'm, it's it's possible uh, to make it true, but you you must believe in it. Yes. The power, the law of attraction is, is something very much yes. in, into what you believe, which is a great thing. I have that as well yes. about the law of attraction. I believe in that as well. Mm-hmm. You were mentioning about going back to the dream yeah. thing because you you have a sort of a, a very strong spiritual minded way of thinking around things. So I was wondering, like your story about Rocky, mm-hmm. the your dog, you know, now that's yeah. he's now actually your yeah. dog now, in fact. You, you've been able to keep him, and uh, he's he's always by your side. That's something that I see on so many mm-hmm. photos, yes. like now as yes. well. Yeah, like, like now, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> How is he towards other people? Is he really just clinging to you, or is he also open towards other people, or is it real from? Yeah, this is my boss, and nobody comes to me. No, no, no. On 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 his territorium, yes, he is a little bit, but. Once you came in, and always oh, he wants to hug you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a very, very warm. Yes, very yes. Warm the animal. neighbors like him also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Getting back to the the spiritual thing, I know you have a lot of little quotes. Sometimes that you also posting. Mm-hmm. You read a lot of my quotes as well uh, on, on my page. Cause I post every morning, a daily dose of positivity as I call it. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I was wondering in your time, because you said you've been through a yes. road and you I... mentioned to me in our pre-interview that you had a sort of, um, you referred to her as your, your lucky coach. Can you tell us how that came about? And yes, uh, I, I, uh, uh, met her. Yeah. She, she was a, f- a friend of mine and, um, I had, uh, uh, not a, a good feeling and uh yeah i i i don't know how or or uh, what to do and then i ask her for for help um and yes and she uh, learned to me it's it's all in the mindset uh mindset it's everything and i changed my mindset mm-hmm. because uh she 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 gives me uh, tips and tricks and also and yes uh, i'm 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 happy now and i believe in all it's all in in the mindset uh, absolutely yeah absolutely yeah. a lot is in the way we think and i my my personal idea yeah. is that if you if you believe in negative things coming around you you're going to attract those things if you believe in positive things happening around you yes. you're going to get Absolutely. those to you you know which is one of the reasons why i like to do this show because yeah. i like to attract a lot of positivity not only to me but to my listeners and mm-hmm. the positive energy between the people i interview and my guest on the show i want to i want to have a nice strong positive thing because i believe if if everybody took 5 minutes a day all at the same time just to think on one positive thought how much mm-hmm. how much energy would be put out yeah if if you think about it it's just so, some yeah. food yeah. for thought you know yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Well, we're getting pretty mm-hmm. close to our yeah. last question. Our theme this week is about worthwhile. Yeah. And my question to you is, what does worthwhile mean for you? Oh, um, worthwhile, uh, worthwhile means to me um, all little things that uh, that makes a big difference. Uh, like uh, enjoy in the moment uh, with, with, with friends, love, respect, joy and happiness and good friends. That's uh, that's important. It's uh, to me and good food. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, something to drink. <laughs> All right, and yes. a good drink. <laughs> so I would like to ask you as well: What would you advise the younger generation to do to be worthwhile, to, or have things in their life that are worthwhile for them? Because we just had the pandemic behind us. Of course, things are getting better, but we have a sort of new normal, which is we'll, we'll be coming back. What would be your advice to younger people today? Oh, um, I like uh, to, to say my quote again, and never stop dreaming. And most of all, never give up. Um, there are so many things to enjoy and 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 uh, give love, uh, respect. Uh, um, it's it's it's. There are so little amazing things, and that can makes you happy very much. Um, yeah, never give up and don't stop dreaming. Never stop dreaming. All right. Well, on those words, I'd like to thank you for coming on the show. And uh, I wish you a lot of love, a lot of luck, and a lot of happiness, and for all good food. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, the same for you. It, it's nice to be in your show. Um, yes, it was a honor to me. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And I see that you're also coming to one of my concerts pretty soon that I'm doing with my yes, with my duo yes, Soulful, yeah. which is wonderful because we're playing in your hometown. Yes, yes. We'll be playing. Indeed. Right, yes. right. We meet again. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, looking forward to it and we'll have a we'll definitely have a drink at that concert. That's a <laughs> great idea. That's a great idea. <laughs> okay. Well, you take care again and we'll see each other soon. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. This is my positive podcast with Eddie C. Well, ladies and gentlemen, my second guest is a very dear friend of mine. We grew up together on the same street, basically in our, let's say, early youth years. And now he's living in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, working as a, an account representative. Uh, for the last 28 years, he was also a member of the U.S. news media, working as a reporter and a photographer in St. Louis, Missouri as well. Please welcome Mr. Bryce Thomas. How you doing, buddy? I am good, Eddie. It is good to see you and hear you and talk to you, man. We go way back. We go way back. I know there's, I know there's quite a time difference. It's 4 o'clock in the morning here. Yeah. And for you, it's like 10 there. Exactly. Appreciate you coming on, man. So that's wonderful that you're here. Well, let's get right into the questions. My pleasure. Tell our listeners a little bit about your background and how you ended up in Atlanta. It seems like everybody from Gary seems to be moving to Atlanta, Georgia these days. Uh, Yeah, there are a lot of us down here. We actually have Gary nights. But in all actuality, Eddie, and I don't know if you knew this, my parents were born and raised here. Oh, I didn't know that. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were born and raised and moved to Gary in like 55. So I'm the only person in my family born in Gary. Okay. All right. So this is where we always came, you know, on our vacations and things of that sort. So this was like our second home. Okay. So your roots are actually, you know, basically coming as far as family's concerned from there. Right. Oh, Wow. Uh, that's yeah. that's a, that's a, can you uh, well tell a little bit about what happened all the years where we haven't seen each other in many years be, because i i left gary of course back in 1975 
and, right. you know, came back for a visit once in a while. But of course, a lot of things changed. And okay, outside of the fact that it's home, you know, was it a, always the plan to go to Atlanta, Georgia? Well, you know, after I graduated from high school, you know, I ended up attending Indiana State University in Terre Haute. Um, and the thing about our great high school, Westside, mm -hmm. and I guess I was rare in that I knew from like, eighth grade over at Edison Middle School that I wanted to get into journalism. There was something about the news. Mm -hmm. You know, our TV news came from Chicago. So something had happened. And so when I got to Westside, they actually had a radio or a television department. Right, right. So I started with Mr. Busby and me and he left and Mr. Hayes came to teach the class my final two years. And he actually attended Indiana State University. Okay. So that's what got me there. He taught me how they did things. So I kind of had an edge uh, when I got there. So I um, started working at the little TV station on campus, just running the studio camera, you know, finished my major, graduated. And three days, well, my last week of college, um, the dean told me, hey, there's a TV station in Terre Haute looking for somebody. Oh. Are you interested? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I said, of course, I'm about to graduate. <laughs> so I had a part-time, yeah, they had a part-time position as a production assistant and then uh, and a, a full-time position in news. Okay. Of course, I'm going to take a full-time position, and it was a reporter's position, and I didn't know a lot about it. I learned on the fly, so I came in as a news reporter, uh, but in a small market like Terre Haute, Indiana, you shoot your own story, so that's how I got into the videography end of it. You know, you write, you edit, you shoot, you do it all. All right. So um, I did that. But, you know, Eddie, to be honest with you, it wasn't right with my spirit, the reporting aspect. I'm, You know, I'm kind of, you know, I've always, always been low key. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, people knowing me, Justin wasn't my cup of tea. And God said, just stop the, the reporting aspect as prestigious. And people thought you were making all this money. And I just started focusing on the photography end of it as a videographer, just shooting the news. Okay. And uh, year I got a job in Springfield, Missouri, doubled my salary. A year later, I started working for the NBC affiliate in St. Louis, KSDK. Great station, man. One of the best in the country. Oh, wow. Yeah. How do you go about that? So now you, you did this, the journalism part, but that wasn't your thing. So you decided to get more in this videography than the photography, but right. are you still doing a lot of photography as well on the side, outside, outside of your you know, just sitting behind a video camera. The only thing I do now, you know, I did it so long. I'm not going to be carrying old heavy cane. You know, I'm not that young anymore, but I do. I'm in the media <laughs> ministry at my church. So I run crane, boom. Um, occasionally I'll do some freelance work uh, at the local stations or if somebody has a production that they want to do, they know what I can do. So occasionally, but um yeah, I've kind of bad. I mean, you got to understand news, man. I did a lot of years of blood and guts. Man, yeah, lead, I can dig lead. it. News, I, I can dig it. And for a while, it's been exciting. Bleeds <laughs> yeah. and leads. That's, That's a good one. <laughs> Especially in a major city, you know, there's a lot of homicides and murders and robberies and fires. But then it was also the good stuff, man. I've been in the... You know, a lot of sporting events, you know, World Series, All-Star Games, the St. Louis Cardinals were big. Um, here in Atlanta, I covered major sports. I was at the Super Bowl on the on the field, uh, the Olympics, you know, a lot of politics. I covered a couple conventions, national conventions was on the campaign trail. So I had a lot of great experiences, man, in, in that field. I, God oh, really wow. blessed me in that. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Are there any particular stories that kind of made a big influence during your career or you know, one, one of a few stories that you had to cover that where you said, like, I will never forget this? You know? Oh, yeah. One stands out right off the bat. I was at, at the time I was working for the uh, Fox affiliate in St. Louis, KTVI. Early morning shows. We were doing our early morning shows. I came in at 4.30, worked till 12. So we do live shots for the early news. So we had done our morning live shots, and I was out getting breakfast. Right. Got a call on the police scanner. There's a fire, you know, with people trapped. And I was like a block away. Oh, wow. I go down there, excited, because it's breaking news, adrenaline. Grab my camera, run out, and the, 
EMTs have three little girls laid out on the front grass. Oh, wow. Wow. I got to get in there. I'm heartless at that time. I'm a photographer. You know, right. got to act like a doctor and not get emotionally involved. Get your shots. So I'm shooting them, working on them. And I heard one of them say they're gone. But it was it was weird because they weren't burned. They were dressed for school. Their hair was nice and neat. Mm-hmm. But I will never. That was August 1st, 1981. I'll never forget that day. Those three little girls died in that fire. Oh, wow. So on that end, that's, that's something I'll never forget. And that was the beginning of the end for it for news. It was like, you know, you know, you got to keep all this stuff inside of you. And it, it does build up and it just gets tired because news actually changed from the time I started in 79. It was really news. You cover the news. Then it turned into more just blood and guts and then infotainment. So it got away from the true news aspect. What is what is your idea about the way the the media has changed over the years? In, in certain ways, of course, it's brought the world kind of closer, but I think it's also separated us, as not only as as a as countries, but it's sort of made everybody kind of individualistic because everyone has a smartphone or a, some kind of tablet or something, and a, a large part of our society spends. 90% of the day with their phones in their hands, especially with a lot of the youth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's truly changed, you know, smartphones and the thing. But I'm from a traditional news background. When I started, you had to just get both sides of the story, you know, and present just the facts. Right. But now everybody gets their information from either that source, and that's it, that source, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't have to really tell the... I guess I can tell the whole truth. Right, right. We, That's where it's really changed. A lot of false of the news is not about truth. Right. You know, these days in most instances. It's a lot of manipulation going on. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of manipulation going on. Right. It's mind games. And that's why it's very, matter of fact, one of the things in research, you know, when I should write my news stories and in journalism, we used to have to write to a sixth grade reading level. That's how we had to write our news stories. Wow. Because if you're talking sixth grader like and it has not changed a lot of people are really not educated so they will believe anything that you write or they hear and basic psychology will tell you that if you say the same thing over and over they hear the same thing over and over they start believing especially if don't try to research for themselves that's true yeah that's true yeah that's the biggest change is to either watch that, watch that. You don't want to hear what the other person is saying. You know, if you watch this station, you're bad. If you, Because I watch them all. A little bit, a very little bit of one or two of them. But I want to know what they do. It's like sports. Absolutely. You, know, you want to out your opponent or you want to know what the other people are doing. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. All right. That's, that's fantastic, man. I know you're also involved a lot with your with your church. So can you want to tell a little bit about the, some of the things you're doing there? Sure, absolutely. I attend uh, Red Hope Christian Church uh, in, in, in Decatur, Georgia. Our pastors, Reverend Dr. Cynthia Hale, we just, my wife and I just celebrated our 20th year at the church. I uh, started with my sister, of course, you know her. She was there when I moved to Atlanta. She was a member of the church and got me there. But um, I am now a pastoral care elder. I work with several ministries outreach ministry where we feed the homeless. Uh, I had been a deacon for six years. Now I'm an elder in my second year. Uh, Just uh, working with the flock, bringing them along, you know, um, because I find in this world, you know, and, you know, this world will beat you up. You know, you have to have something more than you, you know, to get through. And I know from experience what, you know, how I have benefited from my relationships in the church. Because I'll be honest with you, Eddie, man, until I came to this church out there in the world, you know, you couldn't trust nobody. You think everybody was against you and answering my phone, what you need? Everybody needs something. It wasn't until I got to that church that I was really able to open up and talk to other men about my stuff, my real you know, and not feel judged. And what you do when you find, when you do open up, you'll find a lot of people have been through a lot of the same things as you, Mm -hmm. and you're not alone. All right. 
Because we, you know, we we tend to, as men, we keep things inside. We keep things inside. I had so much stuff built up in me. So now I had learned. That's you can't true. tell everybody That's your quite stuff, true. but That's quite I true. have learned, you know, uh, to get that stuff out and confide in somebody, some two, three, four men, you know, that I can really trust and get honest feedback, honest feedback. That's very important. You know, it's, it's uh, important to be able to get things off your chest and out of your head, because if you can clear your mind and your emotions about what you're, you know, what you're going through, what you're experiencing, instead of boxing it up, it's going to create, it's going to create headspace for you. And, yeah. and it makes you more aware of what's going on around you. Uh, yeah. Plus also yeah. able, you're able to do the things that you want to do. That's, yeah. that's the one thing I've learned over the years as well. You know, and I, like I said, I came up when I was 19 and I've, Gone through my life basically, you know, without my let's say direct family around me. So, yeah. you you learn quite quickly uh, how to make your choices in life, and so yeah. that's that's very important. It's very important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, 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 that's why you you live and you learn with those experiences, whether they're good or bad. You better get something out of it. Absolutely. You know, learn from it. Yeah, because <laughs> you don't want to make the same mistake three or four times, maybe twice, but you know. That's true. That's true. Well, we're getting close to our last question. Um, uh, you know, I think for this particular show is uh, worthwhile. And I'd, yeah. I'd like to know what does worthwhile mean, mean for you? Man, there's so much in that, man. I've been kind of meditating on that all day. You know, I was thinking that one of the things that we don't get to redeem is time. Time marches on. We can't reclaim that. They talk about in Congress and things about, I want to reclaim my time. And none of that in life. You know, so what I try to do is, and has, have learned to do, is surround myself with quality people, you know, because my time is valuable. You know, you can't get it back. That's true. So birds of a feather flock together, if you keep going to the barbershop, you're going to get a haircut. So, you know, I mentor a lot of men, you know, and one of the things I tell them is just so basic. Just do the next right thing, which means surround yourself with quality people. What is worth your time? What is worth your money? What is worth your efforts? You know, that is crucial. And that's what you focus on. All that other stuff, you know, you may get to it later. But the most important things, you know, you got, that's why you have to focus. Focus on your focus if you have to, you know, because you end up doing something over here that's not even in your purpose. You'll end up somewhere else down the road because you aren't focused, you know, on what your true task or purpose in life is. So you got to be intentional about it. Got to be intentional. You know, got to know because temptation comes all day. I think of this cartoon where Bugs Bunny is on one shoulder and the devil's on the other, and they're in both of yeah, you know. Right, right. So, who are you gonna listen to? Got to be focused and intentional. Know what's worth your while, what's beneficial, what's going to be or is beneficial to you. That's the road you got to take. All right, man. What would you give? I mean, you just gave actually basically some advice to a lot of our listeners out there, what does it mean really for you personally? That means for me, Eddie, is that I don't waste time on foolishness. You know, I, when I face a situation, which we do multiple times each day, how is it beneficial to me? How is it going to impact my life in the negative or the positive? Because it's something that I can maybe do a little later, you know, those kind of things. I you make so many decisions in the course of a day. You know, if you see somebody who may be homeless asking for a quarter, yeah, a quarter is not going to do. But oftentimes, they, you know, it's going to be worthwhile for you to say, "Hey, how you doing, man? Where you living, man? Where'd you sleep last night? I know a place where you know you can go get showered. Do you need an ID? You got to have a plan. If you're sleeping on the street, you know you have to have a plan to get off of there because people get comfortable. So if you need an ID so you can get work, you need to make a plan to do that. There are resources out here. You know, there are places that you can go and shower and clean yourself up. 
that may take you to a labor pool where you can start making money. If you need a GED, there are programs out that will guide you in that direction because we are not intended to live below our means, man. You know, your life is so valuable and it goes so fast. Everything needs to be compartmentalized. What's important to you? What is worthwhile? What you gonna do? That's the basic question. Yeah. What you gonna do to make your life right. comfortable, presentable, especially for your family and yourself? All right. Well, on those words, I'd like to thank you for coming on the show and you know telling your story and and being inspirational to a lot of people out there that may be hearing this podcast somewhere in the world. So that's uh, that was it was really a pleasure to see you and talk to you again, my friend. Uh, we, I mean, we've always been, yeah, we've, we've been like we've been like brothers for years, you know. So absolutely, man. It's good to see you. You know, we, you know, we used to play music back in the day in each other's basement. That's right. Uh, and I'm just, I'm just so proud of you, man. <laughs> how you you just took it and ran with it, and you're doing all these things and using your gifts, man, to bless others with your music with your photography, all the things. I can tell you a lot of stories about Eddie. I'm telling you, we go way back. Absolutely. And I mean, right down the street from you. So I love you. Man. I appreciate the invitation. Man. Well, same here, buddy. Same here. Same here, bro. Yeah. Well, look, once again, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, a lot of love to you and, and, and your family. I, you know, I never met your wife, but I'm sure one day when I get back over to the States again to visit, we'll, we'll definitely get together because Atlanta is definitely on my wish list of places to visit. Yeah. So I will definitely come down and see the whole GI gang. <laughs> come on, man. We'll have a big party for you. All right. Absolutely. All right, buddy. You take care, huh? All right. Okay. All right. You, you too, buddy. Bye-bye. This is my positive podcast with Eddie C. Well, ladies and gentlemen, my next guest is a very lovely young lady. We met back in 2013 at a gig, and at that time she was doing some managing, managing for uh, one of the singers from the group Incognito. And since then, she's been doing some other little management things, but she'll tell you more about that later. Please welcome Miss Sheila Mescard. How you doing, Sheila? Thank you for having me. I'm doing very fine. Great. It's been quite a while since we last saw each other. It has been years ago. Yes, absolutely. When I was thinking about it, I said, I need to have you on the show because you, you've you been busy with a lot of different things and your adventure continues, you know, and it always surprised me how eager you've always been to get things done. And that's positivity that you throw out in what you do. So I wanted to have you on the show. Well, thank you for this nice compliment. Can you tell my audience a little bit about your background, your roots and how you got, you know, uh, how you got where you are more or less today? Of course. Um, well, I was born in Amsterdam and my mom is Dutch, fully Dutch. And my dad, he is uh, Suriname Chinese. So I'm oh, quite wow. a mix of different parts of the world. Um, I was raised by my mom and I was always uh, interested in music. So after school, I started to do a uh, hospitality management uh, yeah, school, it was. And um, mm -hmm. afterwards, I just wanted to travel. So I went abroad for a year. I went to um, Australia, New Zealand, mm -hmm. Southeast Asia. So I saw Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam, Laos. And then I came back and I wanted to do something different. So um, I started to work in a, uh, in a restaurant and afterwards I got a job as an assistant manager in a self-storage company and it actually wasn't what I wanted to do. So um, yeah, I always went to live music events and okay. uh, I saw that a band Incognito was doing a show in Holland and then afterwards I saw that the lead singer was doing a show in Germany. And I was so surprised of the quality of the gig that I thought I have to go to the solo show of that guy. So I went there in Germany and in the break of their uh, gig, they came to mm -hmm. me and they asked me, uh, well, the band came to me and they asked me, who are you? Where are you from? 
do you want to have a drink with us afterwards? And um, I said, well, yeah, we, we, we can try. And I asked the, the singer if he had a lot of gigs already for a solo program. And he said, well, I don't have any. So I told him that I would uh, try to find some places in Holland who would like to book him. And then, then I find him uh, about five to six gigs. Okay. So his management called me and asked me if I wanted to be her Dutch agency. She was a German woman. And um, yeah, she actually asked me if I wanted to be her colleague. So I thought, well, I can try. This wasn't my goal, but I can try. So um Yeah, from that, I uh, wanted to uh, organize an event where I could uh, book mm -hmm. this singer. And sure. I talked to a Dutch drummer and I asked him, can you help me form a band because I want to do an event? And he said, well, yes, I can. But maybe you, I've got another project as well uh, where you can do some management things for. So uh, he introduced me to his colleagues and those were the well, pretty good musicians from Holland. Uh, and they were forming a Steely Dan tribute band. And from there, it just went from one thing into the other. So I got in contact with uh, very interesting people in the music industry in Holland. Yeah, from there, I uh, got an um, uh, event location where I wanted to do some uh, events in Almira. We got some money from the, uh, what is it called? Called council? Mm -hmm. the, the city council. Yeah. Yeah. So we um, uh, were sent to a building. We could do the um, restorations. We wanted to build a, a music studio. We had a very big hall where we could fit in about seven to 800 people to do some live events. And then we just wanted to start our, our uh, program. And then the council came back to us and they said, you should close the doors again because you don't have the permission to do events. So we had to stop. And afterwards, I just wanted to, to do something new. I couldn't find a lot of work anymore because then mm -hmm. very shortly afterwards, uh, the lockdown came. So I had to stop. So I find myself a job in um, uh, the, the Dutch train uh, industries, train stations. What's it called? The Nederlandse Spoorwegen. The Dutch train transport company. That's it. But um, yeah, that stopped as well. And now I'm trying to introduce a new drink a pre-mixed cocktail. All right. Uh, and I'm doing that together with a, a, a Dutch singer producer. And we're now at the point of getting a, um, an investment to uh, launch the drink within a few months, I hope. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. So, it is. so you, you went from, let's say a little bit odd and in jobs to actually doing the management and You went from there to now where you are with this this new project that you're busy with, um, and you're but you're also a mom of two kids, uh, you know. So, exactly. Well, so, how do you combine that? Because your kids are quite young, huh? They're I think you said ten and ten and nine or eleven and nine or something like that. Ten and eleven. Yeah. 11, yeah. Well, um, I got a very nice backup from my family. So uh, I try to plan all my appointments while they're at school. And if that's not possible, there's always a grandma who would love to uh, join the kids and play with them and take care of them when I'm, when I'm with my uh, Oh, that's meetings. fantastic. That's great. Family support is always important to have that when you get it, especially with... Very. And I'm very oh, grateful for that. That's fantastic. So... Outside of this one project that you're doing with the new drink, are there any other things that you're, you want to try to explore and discover? Do you, yeah. Uh, what is, yeah, I am um, setting up a new concept for a live event that will be an all inclusive event, which means that um, there will be live music all night long with, from a very good uh, live band and, um, In between, there will be some tape acts, about three per night from um, well-known Dutch mm -hmm. artists. And the live concept actually means that people just pay one price, or the all-inclusive project means that people pay just one price and they will have their entrance, um, their drinks, and some food as well. It's not like a dinner show because people won't sit down and have a three-course meal mm -hmm. or four-course meal. They will just get in, listen to some nice music, party all night long, have some snacks, have all the drinks they want to have, and then they go, go back home. But they needed to have dinner before 
they oh. come to the party. So it's, it's not, not a dinner, dinner show. Snacks, so we, snacks, drinks, and fun. No. Basically. <laughs> exactly. And very good music. What style of, of music is it going to be? Well, um, my preferences go out to uh, some 60s Motown soul kind of music. But of course, not everybody uh, likes that. Uh, I assume there's many people who like that my... style. But uh, we also want to do some, um, maybe some rock, maybe some uh, folk music. So we just got to find out what works best. But I think we'll, we'll start with some soul and Motown style music. The, the old, old, old school. school. Yeah. All the old school yeah. stuff. All right. Well, how did you get interested in the old school stuff? Because, you know, you're still still quite young. <laughs> um, well, I always listened to a very wide style of music genres. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, this is just something that got my heart. And I just love the, the, the very melodic and also the very uh, high tempo music it can be. So I like disco as well, funky style. And I don't know. I just like it. Maybe I've got an old soul. <laughs> Definitely that. Well, I mean, but but of course, you must have been influenced as a as a child around the music as well, or not from your parents, probably. Um, well, not really. I do remember that when my grandfather brought me back home after the weekends, I stayed with my grandparents. We were always in the car and listening to some music, and then I heard many songs of Michael McDonald's, for example. So, okay. um, okay. yeah, I know. I, I, I can remember that I always loved that kind of music as well. And next to Michael McDonald, also the Sam Cooks, the Curtis Mayfields that were playing on the radio. It just, I know, it just got me. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the music I grew up with as well. You know, that, that's, that's really from out my generation. So, uh, you know, Curtis Mayfield and especially the time with Superfly and, You know, with, with the four the four tops oh, yeah. and wow. you know, theme from Shaft and Isaac Hayes stuff, all the old and of course Motown, you know, being coming out the Midwest as well at the same time as uh, the Jackson Five, you know, that's uh so that was just a, that was the stuff that I was exactly. you know, born and raised on it as they say. <laughs> You know, I've got one more question for you, which is based on our theme, worthwhile. And I would like to know what does worthwhile mean for you? Um, that it's worth it to invest my time um, to find out what the interest is or where the interest comes from. Well, I think worthwhile means for me that if you're interested in something and you want to know more about it, it needs to be worth it to put some time in it, to put some effort in it, to find out what it actually is or how it works or who someone is. Can be, you can be interested in people, but also in, in different subjects or in products. Can be anything, but you need to find a drive to explore. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that for me? Mm -hmm. Of course. Um, well, to be honest, I always work and think in projects. So that means that like a while ago, I was um, finding a new hi-fi system for my home and I just wanted to know everything about it. What sounds best? Mm -hmm. What do I want? What budget do I have? And what can I buy for that? So that was something worthwhile for me in that time. Mm -hmm. And for you, uh, well, I know for some people, I one of my guests You know, for example, what for her was worthwhile is her, for example, her dog and the family and friends. That's that was for her important. I don't know for you on the personal side, what is, there must be your kids, I, I assume, uh, as well. And, and family. But of course, my family, my kids um, and especially uh, learning my kids a lot about different countries, different cultures is something that I want to put very much effort in. You be a multicultural as well, get to sample and get to know different cultures. Actually, I, I would recommend that to any parent, you know, to try to get the kids to learn about what else is happening in the world. And today it's a lot easier because we have a lot of social media, which is in, in many ways has brought the world closer together. Uh, it's also made a lot of people more individualistic, but if you look at the positive side of it, it has brought the world a bit closer as far as being able to find out 
something which is happening in different parts of the world, uh, discovering everything now, you know, today, for example, YouTube is more or less the encyclopedia for a lot of folks. Very, very true. And I'm just trying to learn my kids that they always need to be very curious about everything. They will discover everything that they want to find out. Mm -hmm. And that'll be worthwhile for them as well. I hope so. All right, Sheila. Well, listen, on that, I'd like to thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your story a little bit about yourself. And I wish you all the love and success that you deserve in the future with whatever you do. Thank you. Thank you very much for the invite. It was a pleasure to do this interview with you. And I hope you'll find many, many, many more interesting guests in your show. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. You take care of yourself and keep me posted on what's happening with your upcoming projects. I will. Thank you. Okay, then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is my positive podcast with Eddie C. Well, I hope you enjoyed my three guests for this week and that their stories and our conversations will make things a little bit more worthwhile for you. Speaking of the word worthwhile, let's just pause for a moment and think. It's actually a word that we sometimes take for granted. We don't always think about the little things in our lives that are essential and very important to us. We take them for granted until we don't have them anymore. And I think that's worthwhile to know about. So on those notes, here's my quote. Worthwhile. All the little things that make a big difference to the quality of your life. Friends, love, joy, and the fun of making a home-cooked meal to share with them. The importance of family support and your faith in what you believe. Opening to different cultures and respect to each other. Staying curious and learning with each day how worthwhile it is to live another day. Well, that's about it for this show. But before I go, I'd like to thank my guests, Sabine Campanaud, Bryce Thomas, and Sheila Miskart for telling their stories and sharing what worthwhile was for them. And remember, don't take things for granted because one day they might be gone. And I think that advice is definitely worthwhile. Until next time. You can find me on all platforms like Spotify, Android, and Apple. On Facebook, look for My Positive Podcast. And my website is mypositivepodcast.com. You can also contact me via my website or Facebook. A very special thanks to my technical producer, Iswan. This show is a production by Antwerp Podcast Service. My name is Eddie C., and this was MPP, my positive podcast. Tune in next week and stay positive.